Joe Rogan, the $200 million podcast by 40inbox.com. And so this was like a recent revelation that has basically been exposed, most likely due to insiders from Spotify, right? So let's get right into it. Spotify's exclusivity deal with the Joe Rogan experience was initially valued at $100 million. And the thing is, no one really actually believed that it was only $100 million, right? And even Joe, on his own podcast, pretty much hinted that it was actually more if you were to actually ever listen to any of his episodes. So Spotify actually paid $200 million for the exclusive streaming rights to the Joe Rogan Experience, according to a Thursday report by the New York Times. Now, some people might not say that they will trust the New York Times, but the reality is there's been a lot of hit pieces recently on Joe Rogan and it would not be surprising that higher ups in Spotify itself would actually leak this to websites that align more politically like these insiders like to their own like political uh, spectrum Now, that's double the $100 million deal value previously reported in 2020. Rogan's agreement with Spotify was a multi-year contract to be paid over three and a half years. Now, two anonymous sources familiar with the deal reportedly told The Times. Now, Spotify announced its exclusive deal, the world's number one podcaster, under two years ago in May 2020, but didn't reveal the value of the contract. Rogan released his first show on the streaming service on September 1st, 2020, and became exclusive to Spotify later that year. Based on this timeline and Times report, Rogan's contract renewal is likely due sometime in 2023, and Spotify did not immediately respond to Business Insider's request for comment. But Rogan has recently come under fire for allegedly spreading COVID-19 and vaccine misinformation on his podcast, causing musicians Neil Young and Joni Mitchell to boycott Spotify. Now, the funny thing about these musicians basically, you know, boycotting Spotify, a lot of these musicians don't even really own the majority rights of their own music. So the reality is that a lot of these musicians don't actually have a say where their songs are actually listed on. So following the controversy, conservative-leaning video site Rumble offered Rogan $100 million to host his podcast there, matching what people believe to be the value of his deal with Spotify at the time. 
How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship for 100 million bucks over four years? This is our chance to save the world, and yes, this is totally legit, CEO Chris Pavlovsky said in a Twitter post. So Joe Rogan has since thanked Spotify for taking so much heat as Spotify CEO Daniel Ek defended the podcaster in a tense town hall with employees. I want to thank Spotify for being so supportive during this time, and I'm very sorry that this is happening to them, Rogan said in a video posted to Instagram. Now, Spotify has invested over $1 billion in its podcasting arm, including the acquisitions of Gimlet Media, Anchor, Podcast, The Ringer, and Megaphone, and on Thursday, the company announced the purchase of two podcast analytics companies, Pod Sites and Chartable. Podcast advertising accounted for 13% of Spotify's total 2021 revenue in quarter three, as the streamer struggles to remain profitable, according to the journal. And after years of losing money, Spotify became profitable for the first time in company history in 2019. The next year, it lost the equivalent of $2.2 million every day. So Spotify's aggressive investment in podcasting, and Rogan specifically, has angered musicians who say Spotify underpays artists on its platform. And over the past two years, the Union of Musicians and Allied Workers has asked the streaming giant to raise its average pay of .0038 per stream to a penny per stream in the campaign Justice at Spotify. Now, another thing to really understand as to why these musicians barely get paid any money compared to a podcast is that we actually really got to break down the podcast, right? So why are podcasts so valuable? The length. The length of podcasts are actually a very big factor as to why podcasts are so valuable. The reason is that due to the length of time that people tend to listen to podcasts, it is much easier for a long-time listener to feel like they know the host much more deeply. Think about it like this. Say you listen to a two-hour podcast every day, Five days a week, that's 10 hours a week of absorbing content from one source. Expand that to a month of listening, that's now 40 hours of listening to a show. And during this time, you have developed massive amounts of rapport with the podcast host. Basically, to understand what rapport is, is pretty much where you are basically building up trust, building up relatability. Building up this sort of connection with your listener that's even more deep than some friendships, some marriages, some relationships with your family. Now, that might sound crazy for anyone that ends up stumbling upon this, but you got to think about it. Do you enter into a two-hour conversation where you listen to someone for more than two hours a day or even a week like just like you know take a step back 
Think about your personal life, right? And really think, how long are my conversations with the people that I love actually are? How long are my conversations with my buddies, right? How long are my conversations with people if I play games with them or something like that, right? Like, ask yourself that, right? Even ask if, like, you're married. Ask, how long do you have a conversation with the person that you're married to, okay? So you can kind of start to see, like, the amount of trust, like, the amount of love that, like, a listener could actually build up to this host, whoever the host might be, could be massive. This is why you end up getting people who, like, 1% of the listener base might be pure zealots of whatever host might actually be the host of the podcast, right? This is how you could get people who are super right, listening to super right podcasters, go super deep into the very, very deep right, and why you could get some people on the very left, go super, super deep in the very left of the political spectrum, right? Because the amount of buildup, like emotional connection, that is actually literally built up in their heart and mind is massive, okay? You're literally basically having a pseudo-relationship with someone that doesn't really even know that you exist, but since you invested so much time into something, it's going to be very hard for one to literally just randomly stop listening, right? Because if you've been doing this for 40 hours a month, it is going to be extremely hard for you to just basically walk away, okay? Next, the monetization and trust. Because of the amount of report built from multiple hours of listening and the literal length of the podcast, podcasts can monetize with multiple ads, sponsors, and their own products pushing massive amounts of sales, commissions over time for massive amounts of revenue. And think about it. If you listen to someone 40 hours a month, every month, you're probably going to be more tempted, more likely to buy something from that podcast, right? Because you're like, oh man, you know, I view this host as kind of like my friend. He's not going to like pitch something bad to me, most likely, right? So... It's just a different level of trust, right? This is why radio shows still make disgusting amounts of money, right? This is why podcasts make disgusting amounts of money. And there's really no other medium to where you could have such a loyal fan base, So really keep that in mind. When you build up massive amounts of trust, massive amounts of habit forming, because you listen to this every single day, and let's say that they do pitch something to you, right? And you buy from it, like, you know, buy from the podcast, and you actually like the product, guess what? You're probably going to buy more products that are actually pitched because you actually like the product. So that's something to really understand. So compared to like a musician, right? There's musicians that are super 
popular that can't even sell out arenas. Think about that for a second. But you have podcasters literally being able to sell out massive arenas all over the world. Okay? Just think about that. Feel free to go to 40inbox.com to learn how to get out of debt and then master your money.